a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to me. This week on the Pete the Planner Show. Oh, hi, welcome. Welcome to the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. Doing all sorts of things. I'm going to try to not to touch my face during today's broadcast. When I broadcast, it's important for you to know this, I constantly touch my face. We've just discovered this. We're trying to figure things out. We may get a, a dog cone, right, Nicole? <laughs> Do you think I should get a cone so I can't touch my face? It's like the cone of shame. Yeah. Uh, so lots to do on the show today. Um, catching up on some things, some some housekeeping items. Um, I've been traveling. Um, you got a new car. Yeah. Um, a listener sent me bass lures. Handmade. Handmade flies for fly fishing for bass. And the note is it's from a guy named Joe who's been on our podcast. Uh, if you don't fly fish, you will either love me or hate me for getting you started. And these are the hand-tied flies from Joe. Can you imagine getting hooked in the lip with one of these, Nicole? I think if I had to get hooked in a lip, that would be the preferred way. Uh, This weekend, I am going fishing, and I don't really care about anything else than that right now. And also, (laughs) one other note, and this sounds this might not go over well, but I have to bring it up. (laughs) Nicole, uh, I was in Orlando this week, and I got picked up at the airport, and my Uber's driver's name was Quesada. Okay. Q-U-E-S-A-D-A. (laughs) <laughs> and and I first I saw it pop up and I was like, this guy sounds delicious. <laughs> Does that not sound like an appetizer? Yes, like that's some fancy like high end. Yeah, I will like I will have the quesada and she will have the quesadilla. Like it sounds like a perfect first date. <laughs> it does. That's a dream first. Oh, I almost touched my face, but I stopped Aww. it. We're doing questions that people have uh, emailed us this week. Uh, really good ones. And we're going to do it Hollywood Square style, which means uh, Nicole gets the first shot at the answer. Um, now, Nicole, you're way too young to have watched Hollywood Squares. Yes, I am. However, I have done research because... I bring it up. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, you. we've done them with Paul before. You look short today. Thank you. I think it's the camera angle. I think you're right. Yeah, well... Oh, well. Eh, I am short. What so. is that cup you've got going there? <gasps> this is from... Uh, Disney? 2007, the the very magical Disney cup, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I left my cof- my regular coffee cup here, sweetie, improvise. All right, so uh, Hollywood Squares, for those that don't know, if you're as youthful as Frank, then it, what happens Aww. is there's a show where there was nine squares that were stacked on top of each other, like Brady Bunch opening-style squares. And there was two contestants, and then uh, I think Tom Bergman was the uh, host. And what they would do is they uh, the, the people would be asked a question, and then they would pick the Hollywood person that they wanted to help them answer the question. Then they just had to agree with the answer of the celebrity. But what would happen is the celebrity would always give sort of a funny answer at first. And it, it, that was the charm of the show, right, Nicole? Well, the bit, if you will. That was the bit. So that's today's bit. The Nicole, uh, the first question is so deep, we could do an <laughs> entire show on it. <laughs> and it's from Ron. And Ron often sends really good stuff to us. So... Um, by the way, should, I'm all over the place today, just so Same. you know. Um, big time all over the place. Uh, I, I do want to say this. <laughs> we ask nothing of you 
uh, you, the listener, to consume the show. Like we, we don't say buy our stuff. We don't say call me on Monday. I want to be your advisor. We, we don't really ask anything of you. I'm changing this dynamic though. <laughs> Here's what I need from you. Like just like, really, like we've had a relationship. Nicole, this is my 10th year of radio. That's so cool. I don't know. It's something, right? It's cool. Uh, clearly people have poor taste. Here's what I need <laughs> out of you, the listener. I need you to either subscribe to our podcast which you can find on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. It's, it's called Million Dollar Plan. We've not changed it to Pete the Planner Show yet. Long story. Who cares? Yeah, and you will get, there. get this show uh, that you hear on Sundays on Thursdays. And then you will get uh, another show on Tuesdays that you've never heard. And it's where we help people with their financial lives. And then they send us bass lures. Uh, the other thing I want you to do is I want you to go to PeteThePlanner.tv, which just redirects you to YouTube. YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got so much good stuff coming that way. Uh, like Nicole and I had a meeting the other day. She pulled me into a meeting. She's like, sit down, bucko. That's exactly what happened. I called you bucko. Sit down, pal. <laughs> and uh, we got so many good things coming your way, And but you're only going to see them if you subscribe. So that's what I ask of you. Okay, here's the question from Ron, Nicole. Yes. Uh, at some point, I'm going to say, like, Shadow Stevens for the block. But, you know, but that means nothing to you. Yeah, over my head. Mm. Hollywood squares. What are things <laughs> to keep from destroying wealth? Divorce and addiction. What else? Okay, so this question is like, what are things to keep you from destroying wealth? I mean, the guy's saying, I understand divorce destroys wealth, which we yeah. should talk about. And we like to yeah. call them relationship transitions. Oh, and much more gentle. And addiction, which I mean, yeah. But what else destroys wealth? Can you hear that truck outside the studio? Yeah. What is that? Is there it's, a tank? I think it must be. You ever I see mean, Red Dawn? No. Oh, my God. I know. You know, here's the thing. Yes. Some of these cultural references that, that go right over your head because of your <laughs> youthfulness, I mean, they're really good references. Sips coffee. <laughs> okay. So the question goes to you, oh, Nicole. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What are things that destroy wealth besides a relationship transition, a.k.a. Navajos? Uh-huh. And addiction. What I else? think, uh, well, first and foremost, like you and I had a conversation about this the other day, but I think that if you extend past your means, so like as I was in the business of getting a new car, mm -hmm. that could have destroyed, you know, my wealth hmm. by choosing something that was two or three times past what I could actually afford. Interesting. Okay. So uh, if I may mansplain this, should oh, we call it Pete's Splain? Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Let me Pete explain this. Please Pete explain this. I think what we're saying is um, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean much, especially if you need a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so if you mm -hmm. require a lot of money, if your habits and your decisions require a lot of money, having a lot of money, you know, it becomes a problem. Yeah. If you have a lot of money, but you're spending a lot of money, then that just proves that you need that money still. So uh, there's a, a derivative of this that I think is is a, is a big part of this answer too, and that is greed. So we're not ta you're not talking about greed. Mm -mm. I think you're talking about bad decisions. Yeah. Or or um, frivolous overstepping decisions. I don't know overreaching Ooh. decisions. Yeah. But greed yeah. is a huge destroyer of wealth. Okay. So there's this old saying that I'm going to butcher. <laughs> Oddly enough, like Weird. what. Uh, <laughs> pigs get 
something, hogs get slaughtered. What is it? It's the old like market. Have you heard this term? Pigs yes. get something. It hogs. sounds for, you, you've like oh, here it is. gotten enough of it that it's familiar. Here it is. Okay. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. First of all, if if you're a, a PETA supporter, not a Pete supporter, but a PETA <laughs> supporter, you're just not happy at all that we're using this. <laughs> Uh, if you don't, you know, dine on the swine or dig on the pig or have pork on your fork, you are one, not happy. One, I'm sorry that you don't do that, but uh, it's delicious. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. It really talks about greed, right? So if you're greedy with your investments and, and what you expect out of your financial life and you have wealth and you, and you employ greed with your wealth, mm-hmm. that's the hogs get slaughtered. You're, you're just too greedy and it will destroy your wealth. Nicole, yeah. I have seen numerous people destroy their wealth uh, via greed. Yeah. And I would say, just off the top of my head, as we're spitballing this thing, I, I would say Ooh. greed is the number one destroyer of wealth. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say besides divorce and addiction, because I, I actually I do want to talk about those two things, but I, I think greed is the thing. And for me, here it is, Nicole, I think we should all take the least amount of risk necessary to accomplish the goal we're trying to accomplish. And if the goal you're trying to accomplish is to be the richest person you know, that's a terrible goal. Yeah, like, good on you, but why? Yeah, I mean, look, at, at your ripe age of 20-something, oh. do you do you, uh, do you think about the risks you take with your 401k, or do you not? I assume you don't, and, and it's you probably shouldn't, frankly. Yeah, no, not right now, especially because it's one of those, first and foremost, I'm just happy that I'm contributing to my 401k because so many people my age aren't or have no idea what I'm talking about when I ask them about it. How often do you ask these people these things? Well, it comes up because whenever someone asks, they're like, so what do you do? And I start explaining that I work in the financial wellness industry. Oh, this begs the, you got to tell the story of when you got your car. Of when I got my car. Well. Yeah. Which part? The the part of uh, uh, the person knowing who you worked for. Oh, yeah. So we're in the car. This is the first car dealership that I go to. And his name was also Pete. Well, that's a good name. That right? Strong okay. name. Means the rock. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting there after, you know, he's shown me the car. And it's kind of that awkward, like, okay, I'm not buying a car, but you're going to try to sell me a car today type thing. And he asks what I do, and I'm tell, you know, sharing that I work in the financial wellness industry and we're located in Carmel, and he just stops and pauses and looks at me and goes, oh, so you work for Pete the Pig. <laughs> you can't, you like, cannot escape me. <laughs> you can't escape me. Now my favorite part is, too, is that when I share, I'm like, oh, yeah, if you ever hear you know, a female voice or him refer to millennial producer Nicole, and I usually just get that like deer in headlights, yeah. and then they're like, Oh my God. That's right. You're a celebrity. It's you. Yep. It's you. Still getting used to that. Can't lie. All right, Frank. So we think the number one destroyer of wealth is greed. Can you think of anything else? Because we no, got to take a break here. But but that's a good one. Because now I'm even thinking of like when I was younger or and like old enough to have awareness right. of people not having enough money and like the weird things, like the weird turns that it would take. And it was always led by greed. I just touched my face. You just touched I tried face. not to. I want to touch my face. I'm going to touch my face. Um, I do feel <laughs> like we should talk about divorce and addiction. I feel like they, uh, I feel like they both warrant their own episodes, though. I know. That's right, a good Let's idea. do that. We'll can can that we down. put yeah. that on the uh, content yeah. calendar? Like okay. Content. This is the mailbag, uh, reaching into the Peter's mailbag um, edition. We're going to take a break. Coming back, ooh, a financial advisor question. Oh. Those are fun. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do that next. Uh, I'm Pete the Planner. And this is the Pete the Planner Show.
Stop what you're doing. Log on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflage by the scenery, but I'm a Back on the Pete the Planner show, answering your questions this week. Not not lie, like I don't want your calls. I, I don't no. want to talk to you right now. Nicole, are you glad we don't take live calls? Yeah, well, for the most part, yes. I think it could be really entertaining for us if yeah. we took live calls. Here's what happens. It never goes the way you want it to go. Like, you're like, yeah. all right, give us a call. And then no one calls. Then you got nothing planned for the show. And sometimes calls are a crutch. I used to do calls, like, way back in the day. And I'd sub for, like, morning shows. Um, and there's always just the guy that just wants to call and talk. And he's just like, I want to give you my opinion. and Which is fine. I just don't care. No, that's not what we're here for. We have our own opinion. We have our own agenda. Um yeah. <laughs> and can I make a note, a political note here, which is always a mistake. Like there's this corruption case that's now brought against Benjamin Netanyahu, right? You yes, know, it's just, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know anything about it. And I don't want to say I don't care because I do care, but I love saying his name and yeah. you can't take that away from no, me. No, you can't take it away. BB Netanyahu, because that's also like his nickname is BB Netanyahu. <laughs> Whether he's a good person or a bad person, I don't know. I really but he's don't. he's got a really fun name Benjamin to say. Netanyahu is fun to say. It's like Idi Amin was a horrible person. But super fun name to say. Name is really fun to say. Yeah. Idi Amin. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't think we're endearing ourselves to people with taste today. No, but it's okay. We've All 10 of our listeners probably... Say it. Idi Amin. Say it. Idi Amin. Was yeah. it fun? It's fun. I mean, he's a horrible... One of the worst people to have ever walked the earth. But he had a fun name. Great name. Yeah. Kudos to the fun name. I know. This is not going to go over well. No, but we're almost two minutes into this. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, well. uh, Pete, I did a broker search on my financial advisor and found he has a lien due to taxes. Should I bail? All right, Nicole, we're going to go to you first. First, yeah. Right? Oh, you're in charge. Oh. What do you think? I'd say yeah. I don't know. With everything considered, if you're finding stuff that you don't like or that makes you feel kind of funny. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. So I guess we should explain a little bit to those that don't know. Uh, there's some words in here <laughs> that should probably be explained. Uh, there is a program called Broker Check that you should go to. It's brokercheck.finra.org. Broker Check dot finra f-i-n-r-a dot org and you go there and you search out your financial advisor by their name uh so i'm gonna say i'm not a financial advisor anymore i don't have any active licenses but i'm just gonna search peter dunn and see if i'm still on here um joel peter dunn that's not me peter robert oh peter nicholas dunn here's my old uh (gasps) peter nicholas uh here's my old disclosure oh this is so nice um, so I passed the securities exam June 29th of 2000. Funny story there. Oh, by the way, oh, go to broker check and go to your financial advisor and, and type their name in and learn everything about them from an industry perspective. This is what we want you to do. Uh, uh, Nicole, I graduated from Hanover College uh, in May of 2000. 
two, May of 2000. Um, I took the Series 7 stockbroker exam for the first time prior to graduation, Mm -hmm. and I failed. Ah. I got my job at MetLife Securities, uh, and I was was during finals, and I drove to Evansville to take the exam, and and I went way too fast on 64, but that's neither here nor there. I didn't Uh get a ticket, and uh, I failed. But then I passed the exam again on June, or the first time, June 29th, um, in the year 2000. And I have, as you look at through, if you go and look at me on broker check, Peter Nicholas Dunn, Peter N. Dunn, the N is for Nancy, it's Nicholas. Nicholas. Uh, You will see that I have zero disclosures and I have zero incidents. What this means is if I have something bad or notable to note, I need to disclose it on my, what's called my U4, okay? So if I get a DUI it, or arrest it, it has to go on my U4, which I, I haven't done either of those things yet. I'm kidding. I haven't done those things. Uh, number two, if you, uh, if you have a tax lien, let, let's say I get in a situation in which I don't pay my taxes through the IRS or whatever the situation is, that lien is going to go on my taxes. And around 2015 or so, uh, FINRA started getting really sensitive about tax liens and like the personal financial decisions that financial advisors were making. And so what a person can do is they can go on and check their broker and see what's going on. Like, should I trust this person? Do they have uh, incidences on, on, on their record? And so if you see that your person has a tax lien, To your point, Nicole, it could be reason for concern or it could be nothing, but it is worth asking your advisor about, right? It could be something as heinous as this person hasn't paid taxes in three years and then there's lots of horrible reasons behind that and you probably should not trust them with your money. It could also be something awful but circumstantial like they got divorced and as part of that, of the settlement of the house, there was a tax issue and, you know, they could have been a victim of circumstance. I don't think if you see a tax lien on someone's broker check that you should automatically freak out, but I do think you should just shoot them an email or call them and say, Hey, like I'm often told to do by great radio talent, such as Pete, the planner. I went, (laughs) don't bring up, by the way, I'm making that part. Do not bring my name up. (laughs) Nicole, I have to, can we have a moment of real honesty and clarity here? Please. Okay. So when I was a financial advisor early in the 2000s, my clients would, I would tell them something and they would come to me and they'd say, you know, I heard on the Dave Ramsey show and I would say, you know, that's great. And Dave helped a lot of people then, still has helped a lot of people, still is helping a lot of people, but I know your situation. Right. Like mm-hmm. I know the intimate details of your financial life. So I know what he's saying, hold some water. Yeah. But what I'm saying is based on more information. And so I used to, as an advisor, used to get really frustrated when someone comes to me and say, well, Dave says, and I'd be like, oh, but Dave doesn't know your situation. Right. Dave doesn't have your numbers in front of us. But now things have changed. Uh-huh. Now advisors unfortunately have to hear, well, Pete, the planner says, and you know what, to those advisors, if they're listening right now, I'm sorry. So sorry. I'm sorry. And I know you have more information and I know that you disagree with what I say based on the information you have. And you're right. I'm not. And so I just want to say in this moment, I'm very sorry. See, but they appreciate that, you know? 
and people still to me are like, well, Dave says, I'm like, well, that's that's great. It's great. It's great. He, he does a great job. That's Dave, though. <sighs> Very rarely, though, do people say, well, Susie says. I mean, she, she's uh, she's she's a force to be reckoned with, but you don't hear that as much anymore. No, you're right. That's I'm not. That's not criticism. Yep. Uh, so anyway, where was I? Oh, oh, uh, the um, tax lien. You email the person <laughs> or call the person and say, look, I noticed on your broker check you have a tax lien. Can you help me understand the issue? And if they're dismissive of it and they're too private about it, that's when you know, man. There is a reason you must disclose these things. And there's a reason why there is an outlet for consumers to look at these disclosures. Brokercheck.finra.org. Here's the other thing I encourage you to do. Anytime you hear someone giving financial advice who wants you to invest with them, okay, so I, I give financial advice, but technically it's not what is considered financial. And the financial advice in, in, in this world, here's what that actually means. It means that I give investment advice. I don't really give investment advice. And I certainly don't want you to invest with me because I don't do that anymore. But if someone's asking you to invest and to guide you with your investments, that is financial advice. Run a broker check on them. Now, here's what you're going to find. There are a bunch of people giving financial advice who are not licensed to give financial advice because all they deal with are insurance-based financial products. So, Nicole, do you know this? Do you know the, like the difference? Have we talk, ever talked? I don't know why we would have talked yeah, about this. Yeah, I was going to say, no, we've never actually talked about this. So there are a lot of people in every city and town in our country who, who are, are known to be, uh, financial experts is a little strong, but they do commercials on the radio and they have TV radio shows and things, and, and they're, they, they help you with your money and do these yeah. sorts of things. But if you do a broker check on them, mm-hmm. They're not in there. They're not licensed to deal in secure, what we call securities. Securities yeah. are generally variable instruments. Um, this is to say what they are licensed to sell generally are insurance-based investment products. Okay. Okay, so insurance-based investment products means that you buy your investments through an insurance company often in the form of an annuity, all right? So an annuity is an insurance product that is also a, a, an investment product. And the insurance company mm-hmm. takes on some of the risk for you. So you're buying insurance uh, against market failure. Gotcha. And that's not to say that the point of this conversation is not to say that they are good <laughs> or bad. Yeah. The, the point of, um, oh, I'm, just, I'm, 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 looking, I'm running broker checks as we, as we sit here. <laughs> um, the, the point is to say, run a broker check. Like if you hear someone on the radio or if you hear a commercial, you see someone on TV and you're like, oh, I'm thinking about investing with a person, run a broker check. And then ask yourself, why are they not, uh, why are they not on broker check or, or register at the SEC? So uh, to answer the question of the emailer, ask your broker. There could be a really good explanation or it could be a horrible explanation in which you're going to be like, peace, I'm out. Bye. Is that fair? Yeah. I don't know if it's fair it's really or not. Fair. I'm so excited about these bass flies that Joe sent me. But see, here's the thing, Nicole. I don't have a fly rod. So now I'm going to have to... This is costing me money. Oh, man. I do have a gift card to Cabela's because my coworkers are wonderful. Oh. I haven't used that yet. I forgot we, uh, I forgot we got that for you. Don't ever forget. I was Never more, forget. I think I'm more excited about your tackle, your monthly tackle box that you get. Oh, I was going to bring that in today for a marketing <gasps> thing. I'll go get it after work. Um... Okay, Nicole, we got one more question. We're going to come back after the break. Yay. Um, you did get your car, though. I did. Your car. You got a little old Mazda? A little Mazda CX. A little Zoom Zoom? A little Zoom Zoom. Zoom Zoom. Okay, uh, <laughs> coming after the break, another question. I've got my uh, 
lady scarf on. It's like a scarf episode. You have a scarf on too? Yeah, I got a scarf Let's on. Let's see it. Yeah, you know, I got a scarf Look at that. Shout out to my future mother-in-law. Do you think I could get away with that scarf? Or is it a little too feminine? No, I think you could get away with it. Mine looks a little... My, I feel like I have a political scarf on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like if I'm in the wrong place with a scarf on, I could get in a, a shouting match about things I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! I have thoughts that I can't. Let's share. not do that. All right, coming up after the break, another question here on the Pete the Planner show. I am the aforementioned Pedro the Planner. Yeah. Axe hand on the beat. Yes, sir. Glass house. Yes, sir. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher. ATFU. Town. Yeah. Yeah, y'all ain't hip yet. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me every Indiana game. Grew up around the country. Back on the Pete the Planner Show, the uh, answering questions edition of the show. Uh, we're doing a new thing. Uh, can I just tell them what we're going to do on the YouTubes? On the YouTubes? Yeah, why not? So coming up, uh, I'm going to start doing my weekly USA Today column uh, as a dramatic piece. <laughs> what, does that, what does that even mean? I'm so sorry, everybody. So far and deep into the camera for that. Oh, that was so good. You know, I actually told Sarah that this week at Mrs. Planner, uh, or this week, and she said, do you have to wear a Shakespearean collar when you do that? So now we're going to have a Shakespearean collar. We're going to have a dog collar. <laughs> I mean, a cone, so have I don't touch my face. Collar? I, I don't know. Like Amazon's got to have one. Of those, so, right? like, here's the thing. I think you know, I'm going to be super weird. It's okay. I think people like my column because they can hear my actual voice. Like, yeah. I, I think, like, when you read my stuff, it, it is uniquely my stuff. Yeah. It's just my voice. It's the same way we talk on this show. So, what we've decided to do is I'm, I'm just going to deliver my column via video. And, and this might not sound interesting to you. That's fine. But I think it's interesting. We've done some tests of it, and it's pretty interesting. I don't know. Some people like video. Hashtag video. Is it that is the, the hashtag? Video. And hashtags. And hashtags. Look at this fly. It's just beautiful. I like the sparklies on that one. I know. You know, the fish is going to go, and it's going to be like, hey. And it's going to get ripped in the lip. It's going to be feeling fabulous about its new sparkles, and then it's just going to get hooked in the mouth. This email is from Ryan. Pete. Hi there. I've really been struggling with my decision about debt after recently selling our house. My wife and I just sold our house, he mentioned that, and have made a good amount that we are looking at putting as a down payment to build a new house. We're very good about debt, and the only debt period that we have at this time is our car payments. We do not have any credit card debt whatsoever. We made $54,000 on the sale of our home, and we thought it might be a good idea to pay off one of our vehicles. <laughs> We yes. each owe around $285 per month on them. We figured it could, it would maybe be beneficial to pay off one of our vehicles to free up approximately $300 per month. Uh, 
Wait, wait, but it, he just said it was 285. So now yeah. we're switching to approximately 300. Wait, what? He's like trying to sell me on this idea no. to put in our budget for the new home we were building. However, it would Hello. take about 14,000 out of the 54,000 we made. Do you think we should just keep the car payments and make the larger down payment on the new house? Thanks for your time, Ryan. Or it might be pronounced Ran. <laughs> Ran. You ever think about that? What if everyone's gotten it wrong? What if it's ran <laughs> no do you ever, you ever have a situation that you think like everyone has forever just gotten it wrong yes oh yeah like just it's like completely gotten it wrong it's like brett Favre. it's favra oh my but gosh. everyone's <gasps> just like i mean it's that's like it's a pretty common old joke but it, it's true it's like it's not Favre. actually my parents used to give me a hard time because i was a ripe fourth or fifth grader and read the back was this last week yes it was actually yeah and i said fabre and my parents just liked to write home about that what if you were the only right person in history right surprise surprise (laughs) all right so nicole what do you think about this one oh man well i think i don't know personally having different monthly payments from time to time helps keep me accountable of the money that i'm spending that's again i'm a youngster you know just a, I yeah, we should definitely grade. clarify that yeah, for people. I was in fifth grade a week ago. Yeah. So, um, what does that mean when you say a pay, having a payment makes you accountable? Like it helps me be aware of how much money that I'm spending because I have to move money around and pay myself first for that. All right. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you on this a little bit because I, I just want to understand this. Okay. So if you happened to not have a car payment, which yeah. you which you didn't a month ago, but now I you do. But now I do. Yeah. How does the addition of the car payment hold you accountable differently than not having the car payment? Well, I just, you know, I like Marshalls, the TJ Maxxes oh, a lot. Yeah. And so when you got an extra hundred bucks laying around, it's really easy to just slide through that clearance. So you, by spending the money, it helps you prevent you from spending the money? Yeah. On frivolous things. Okay. So. Look, different strokes for different folks. Hey, right. But. I think for this, they should, one, look at what their monthly budget is, like what their ideal monthly budget is. Yeah. You know, that's a really right? good answer. That's where I would start first with this. Holy cow. Jeez. I, I'm going to be honest. As I was thinking of my answer, I wasn't thinking that. <gasps> Any chance you can pull up the ideal household budget on the computer and then yeah. put it on the TV screen here as we're doing this here? Yeah. So you work on that and I'll begin to give my answer. Please do. Rian... <laughs> I, I don't think using the proceeds from the house to pay off your car makes a lot of sense because to Nicole's point, it could skew how much of your income is going towards your home. We, we don't want to see an inordinate, inordinate amount of money go towards your home, especially, and this is where we're getting into a part that I probably shouldn't talk a lot about because we're going to need at least two episodes to go through. If the real estate market is at arguably, debatably a high right now, like if it's really high, if it's a, a seller's market, pumping a bunch of money into a house right now, it's like when I bought my house in 07, the, the fall of 07. Great move, Pedro. It was the dumbest thing ever, but I didn't know it was the dumbest thing ever. But if I really looked at the tea leaves, I, maybe I could have figured out it was the dumbest thing ever. Buying more home in this sort of real estate market, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I would buy less home 
Yeah, I mean, is is well, I guess like I got to read this here, Nicole. Is he trying to buy more home, or is he trying to? Right. See, that's the thing. Oh you no! Know, you know what, dude? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we figured it, it would be beneficial to pay off our vehicle to free up approximately $300 per month, he means 285, yeah, to put in our budget for the new home we are building. Okay, so... So they're trying to... They want more upgrades. Yeah, they want, get a, that they want more house than they can actually afford. Uh, that's the way I feel. Yeah. They're trying to move money around to try and finagle this. That's what they're trying to do. Did you mispronounce finagle? And I did too, just now. Can you put up the budget? Yes, it's ready. All right, punch it up here. You're going to see this at PeteThePlanner.tv. Look at that. Wow. Okay. Um, how can people get this? They go to PeteThePlanner.com and they just like put their email address in and we send them this? Yeah, we send them to it. Oh. Yeah. Now well, it sounds like we're selling them stuff. I know, but, but it's, it's free. A free download. It's free 99, y'all. Just sign up for our newsletter. You get to read my words. Here, punch it back up. Let me talk about it for a second. Talk about it. There you go. 25% towards housing, 15% towards transportation, 12% towards groceries and denning out, 10% towards <laughs> savings, 10% towards utilities, 5% towards charity, 5% towards entertainment, 5% towards after-tax medical, 5% towards holiday and gifts, 5% towards clothing, clothing. <laughs> and 3% towards misc. <laughs> Miscellaneous. Misc. All right, let's, uh, so, oh, we got to give the guy a final answer. Don't, oh, my final answer is this, Rian. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do that. that. You are better than that. Don't buy more house by taking an asset. Like your balance, like, yeah. You know, we were just talking about what's a quick way to destroy your wealth. Boom. Boom. Jeez, look at you with the callback. Oh, thank you. Do you watch Crashing on HBO? Do you guys watch, do you have the Habo? We had the Habo when we first got a new TV, but. Man, I love the show Crashing. What is it about? It's about, uh. It's about a comedian <laughs> who's like upstart in New York, like trying to figure out his career. Pete uh, Holmes. He's really oh, funny. So really One of our coworkers, husband, used to do comedy mm-hmm. with Pete Holmes. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, though. All right. So, uh, oh, by the way, before we go to break, real quick. So, Rian, don't buy it. Don't, don't do don't don't, do pay, it. don't Don't do that. Please. Um, Plus... Subscribe to our, our, our YouTube channel, please. Go to PeteThePlanner.tv. It, it, trust me, it helps me. And, and it helps you, and I ask nothing of you. Also, go to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast uh, called The Million Dollar Plan, which will be changed to Pete the Planner, but don't worry about that. And leave a review. Leave like a, a review and make some comments. It helps us. I know in, we're in a dumb world. Yeah. And maybe, I'm a big part of this dumb world. Maybe while they're at it, subscribe to our newsletter. Sure. Please. Please. Nicole works hard on that. Um, okay, let's take a break and we'll come back with the biggest waste of money. Is that everyone, everything I want to tell people right now? I think so. How delicious quesada sound. Oh. Would you order like, do you yeah. order like, I'll take it as my, as my entree or do you like, do you order like as an appetizer, the quesada? Yeah, I would do an app. I feel it like sounds I've, like a delicious yeah. quesadilla covered in queso. I feel like I've been low key offensive today. Uh. Let's take a break and talk about it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Pete the Planner. This is Pete the Planner Show.
Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Back on the Pete the Planner show. If you listen on the radio, you get to hear the voiceover guy that the station pays to do my... You're listening to Pete the Planner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making fun of him. Like, that dude's got a heck of a... It's the Fox News guy. Like, the... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah, is it just a dude that just sits in his home office, like, doing VOs? Low-key, that's a a good gig. Oh, it's a sweet gig. Have you ever seen, like, a documentary on a voiceover person? Oh, no, you have a social life, so you would not have seen that. Uh, Thank you. This week's BWAM, Biggest Waste of Money of the Week, is the Bamford Carbon Fiber Watch Roll. While most fine watches arrive in luxurious box, in a luxurious box, they're not really designed for being (laughs) packed and carried during travel. Knowing this, Bamford Watch Department created a globe-trotting watch roll crafted in carbon fiber and leather to match the sophistication and level of engineering found in the watches it contains. Ceramic glide rails provide smooth operation of the twist and lock capsule that feels and sounds more like a canister used for discreetly carrying dinosaur embryos (gasps) than a collection of watches. Designed to hold four timepieces as large as the Rolex Deep Sea, made in the UK, it is... How much is this? $2,180. $2,180. Oh. Okay, Nicole, this uh, this is, uh, we're being very honest today. We're sort of like we're in the trust tree, right? We're in the trust tree. I used to be a self-described watch guy. No, would you have bought this for no, your globe No, no, I would not have spent this. But I think for my globe drive, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but here's the thing. Of all the regrets I have in my life, which I could fill a large manual, uh, a journal. A large manual. Being a self-described watch guy is near the top of the list. Like there is, there's words for people like that. I was about to touch my face, but I didn't. I know you were. My nose itches so bad. I want to touch it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm regretful that I was a watch guy. And it's now just a weird, and it was, you know what? Here's the crazy thing. I yeah. was you and your your special friend's age when I was like a, a watch guy. Oh. And I was like, uh, and a little bit older too, but like, it's just like at 40, I can't think of a thing I care less about than watches. Yeah. In fact, I had a guy making fun of my Twitter avatar, a financial advisor, because I had a Fitbit on. And he was like, nice watch. And I'm like, what? Are Leave you in the state? He was a watch guy. Don't be a watch guy. I mean, I have, a, I have an Apple watch, but this helps me exercise. And I mean it. I like how the three of us in the office who have Apple watches, we have the exact same watch. I know. By the way, I'm at 103 days of working out. 
That's so cool. In a realm. It's something. It's something. I did, when you tweeted about it, I wanted to make the joke of, but what if you got really good looking? I know. Oh, we got to go. We're running over. Uh, that's it for this week's show. Subscribe. PeteThePlanner.tv. Sending good vibes because good vibes are all the, it's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the Pete the Planner Show. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. Not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, Tron greetings from a faraway land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole. Event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn, I adjourn. This I adjourn, and beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, Tron greetings from a faraway land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?